Welcome back to another episode of the Replacement Level Podcast. We're back. Rafael, Matt, we're back for another pod. Matt, free agency's in full swing now. It started 5 p.m. earlier today. We've had a flurry of moves already that have filled the air, and a ton is on the line right now. Qualifying offers, Judge, Trey Turner, the big headlines of this year's free agency. Matt, there's a lot that is on the line right now. There's a ton of money that will be shelled out this coming offseason. Who are we looking at right now? Who do we think is going to rake in those dollar bills? Yeah, you know, you mentioned free agency is already underway. We had Edwin Diaz. Listen, I'm happy the man got paid, but $20 million a year, that's that's a significant chunk of change. I mean, you're talking, you're, for comparisons, Liam Hendricks, 16, so he's just blowing these guys out of the water. So that's an insane salary. In terms of what we got upcoming, it's going to be very interesting because, you know, there's, there's some big names, but there is no bigger fish. Dinner and judge, and you know we can talk about the Mets potentially being involved. We can talk about the Dodgers potentially being involved. We can talk about other teams being involved. This is going to be a two-team race. It's going to be one of the judges' chambers stays in New York, or if there's a homecoming for the California kid, and he returns to play for the team you're rooting for, the San Francisco Giants. It all makes free agency so very, very. Very compelling. We know the fact that Judge does have some background in L.A. His family is in San Francisco. He's familiar with San Francisco grounds. And the Giants are willing to spend the money to Lauren, Big Aaron, Judge. And we know what it will come down to. As you mentioned, Matt... It's going to come down to the Yankees and the Giants. And I think in terms of the budget of these two teams, I think that both of these teams will go out on a limb to get Judge. And, of course, Yankees fans want him back. They want him back. They want to, they want to Manning center field and right field for them. Yanks. Personally, Judge is my favorite player in the MLB, being that I'm a Yankees fan. But I think the Giants do have a good chance of bringing him to San Francisco. But other than Judge, there has been a ton of moves that we've seen in the past few days. Qualifying offers. Yoshida. Senga, the two biggest international players that we're going to see in this year's free agency. They're getting a ton of buzz, drawing a ton of attention from big contenders. Senga, 29-year-old right-hander. He has that ghost forkball. Many teams are intrigued by that pitch, and I think he will definitely draw some attention. And I think it says times to shine in the major leagues. Yoshida was one of the most surprising elements of that Japanese league. A five foot eight outfielder 
with a ton of lefty power. That man can hit 326, 419, 538 across seas in his career. He hit 21 home runs in this past season overseas, and he is definitely a candidate, and he's definitely going to compete when he faces Major League pitching and Major League competition. Matt, we've seen how aggressive owners can be when it comes to big free agents. We've seen to what extent these teams are willing to win a World Series. So when we take a look at this free agent class and what it comprises, we see that there is a ton of talent and there is a ton of opportunities for teams to revamp and to reassess a World Series caliber team. So let's start off with catchers. We know Wilson Contreras. We know he was very close to leaving Chicago at, at the trade deadline, but inevitably, inevitably he stayed in Chicago. Zanino, Narvaez, Gary Sanchez, and Vasquez are the headlines of this year's catcher catching Frazier class. Matt Contreras, where are we looking? Yeah, Contreras, you know, before we talk about thoughts, the interesting thing with him is offensively, he's great. He's Mr. Consistent. He did have a little bit of cool off in the second half, but, you know, considering circumstances playing for a bad team, understandable. Defensively, listen, in the era where pitch framing is still a thing until automatic strike zone comes, that's a negative on him. But he's got a killer arm on the plate. In terms of landing spots, you know, I really think he's going to still he's going to stay with the Cubs. Just this feels like the winter where the Cubs aren't going to go all the way out, but they'll be like, listen, we're going to add Contreras, we're going to add a starting pitcher to our rotation, we're going to solidify this team, so it can potentially be a wild card contender next year. I think Contreras is just a guy they want to be a forever Cubs. So I think while there will be plenty of teams interested, including the Giants potentially, including the Yankees, I think it's going to be Contreras staying at Wrigley Field. And teams have already offered the qualifying offered offers to their impending free agents. Tyler Anderson gets the nineteen point sixty five million qualifying offer. The Mets extend Bassett. They offer him the qualifying offer. Bogarts, Contreras, Degrom, Valdi, Judge, Nimmo, Peterson, Martin Perez, Rizzo, Rodon, Swanson, and Trey Turner. And essentially, those are the biggest free agents of in this year and I'm kind of excited to see what the MLB looks like next season there is definitely going to be a mix and a swap of jerseys for these players and let's take Jacob DeGrom he turned down that option he opted out of that contract and I'm not sure he spoke out on any interest of any specific team. I know that he's going to accept the contract that's most compelling to him and that he feels comfortable pitching in. The Mets are obviously going 
to be in the front of this race for DeGrom. But I think DeGrom is going to make bank this offseason. Matt, taking a look at this year's outfield phrases in class, aside from Judge, who are we looking at? Who do we think can get a nice contract this year? Who do we think can play well other way or other places that and I'm kind of excited, yeah, you know. Outfielding, outfielders, we got Gallo, Benatendi, Jock Peterson, Grossman, Profar, Nimmo, Kiermeyer. Earlier today, the Rays made Mr. Kiermeyer a free agency. They declined his team option, which would make him a clear for free agency. And Kiermeyer is debatably the best defensive center fielder in the game. Obviously, offensively, he didn't live up to what he had expected. He had a few solid seasons offensively, but kind of derailed the past few seasons due to injuries. But Matt, we don't have such a strong outfielding class, but shortstop. Shortstop, shortstop, shortstop. Four of the biggest shortstops in the game. Who's going to come out on top? Yeah, you know, you mentioned shortstop. Well, it's just that casual offseason year where, hey, maybe the best shortstop in baseball, Trey Turner, is available. But, you know, I guess if you miss out on him, you'll have to settle for Carlos Correa. And, oh, Carlos Correa went elsewhere. Well, that's okay. I guess you'll have to settle for Alexander Bogarts. Oh, darn it, Bogarts is returning to Boston. I guess you'll have to settle for breakout 2022 all-star Dansby Swanson. It's just an insanely top-loaded class. And listen, Turner's going to get the most money. I mean, we just saw he had a video sent out, narrated by John Hamm, pitching himself to MLB teams. And he talked about landing spots. There's a lot of stuff of, oh, he wants to go back to the East Coast. Philadelphia Phillies, shortstop's big need of theirs. That could be a potential landing spot. But also another team that's been mentioned, and if you want to talk about making the big splash, San Francisco Giants, going with the Trey Turner-Aaron Judge combo, which would be a lot, a lot, a lot of money. What you talk about, one of the biggest media markets in the United States. You talk about one of the wealthiest cities in the United States. You talk about just so many great things there. That And listen, they need to spend money right now. They only have like $75 million in projected payroll as of now. So they're going to have the money to spend. And I think Trey Turner, they'll be ready to dump the bag on him. If he says no, then listen, Carlos Correa, Bogarts, Swanson. All be very interesting. And, you know, the other thing with it is Correa, I don't, we don't know yet if he's going to take the same strategy he did this past offseason where he worked out that deal with Minnesota where he was able to opt out. Because that is a kind of convenient deal. You know, depending on what year you have, you can cash in. But I think it's just it's gonna work out so well for all these guys. Turns probably gonna be one of the highest paid players in baseball heading into twenty twenty three. But you can't really go wrong with any of these four options. And if I had to project landing spots, I will say Correa to the Chicago Cubs, Trey Turner to the San Francisco Giants, Bogarts 
goes to Los Angeles Dodgers and Dansby Swanson stays with the Atlanta Braves. So I think in order for the Giants to get either Judge or Turner, for them, there isn't much concern regarding their payroll. They rank 17th in payroll, $70 million, $100,000 spent on the 26-man payroll. And as of now, they do have the money, they do have the room, and they do have room to be expendable. And I'm not to say that they're going to get Judge and Turner, but I definitely think they'll end up with one of them. As you said, Turner... You predicted Turner heading to San Francisco. I second that notion. I feel that Turner will end up in San Francisco, but the Yankees will retain Big Aaron Judge. Heading on to first base, another intriguing position. Jose Abreu, Anthony Rizzo, Josh Bell, Brandon Belt, Yuli Gurriel. Jose Abreu, first half of the season was a complete bust. But in the second half, Jose Abreu became Jose Abreu. And he ended off the year batting over 300 with a 6. And career, 6.5 war. Then we got Rizzo, Josh Bell. Josh Bell. After being shipped to San Diego, had one of the worst second halves of his career. He hit in the high hundreds and the low two hundreds. But we know what Josh Bell is capable of. We know what he can achieve on the field, and he will definitely be a contributor wherever he goes. Belt. Brandon Belt, I'm not so sure that he'll get a sizable a sizable contract. I don't think he's going to make $50 million, but he'll definitely get somewhere in the 5 to $7 million per year dollar range. And Gurriel, of course, nearing 40 years of age, he's still able to hit. He can field fairly well, plays first base. You can, DJ, you, can, you can throw him at DH if you want. But I'm not sure where teams will go with Guriel because Guriel's nearing 40 now. And will his bat slow down? Will his bat slow down to the fastball? Will he not hit anymore? Because we've seen old guys just break down as they age. Josh Donaldson, for instance... Cannot hit a fastball for his life. So I'm kind of interested to see where Gurriel goes and where he ends up. Third base. Matt, we only got two guys at third base who can make an impact. Justin Turner, Brandon Drury. Matt, I saw earlier today, Heyman, that Turner, and the Dodgers declined the player option. What do we think is going to go? Yeah, you know, it's true. I mean, people have talked about maybe he goes to Colorado and finishes career to hitting bombs. And listen, he's not 
this is the thing but you mentioned third base market how thin it is and the problem with Turner is he's not really a third baseman anymore you kind of have to DH him and listen he'll get on base for you he's not going to make the strike out a lot he depending on where he goes maybe he can get you to 20 home runs but he's going to get you a high OBP he's a veteran I mean again this is a dude who turned his career around so it's probably someone you want to have in the presence of a bunch of young hitters just someone who can give them advice on what you do when you're struggling so much, how you get out of those slumps, different adjustments you can make. So I don't think, I mean, you know, he's got a World Series. I don't think he ends up with a contender. I think we could see him join with the club who needs that young, a young team who needs that veteran experience in the clubhouse. And now that Turner will, one, get to continue his MLB career, and two, get a nice little paycheck for being that, you know, basically ineffective second bench coach. And now to the biggest market of this upcoming free agency, the pitching segment. We're loaded. I'm super pumped right now. Rodon, Kershaw, Martin Perez, JV, Tyler Anderson, Bassett, Evaldi, Quintana, Tyone, Tomon Walker, who the Mets did not offer time offer the qualifying offer this, which would clear for free agency. Wayne Miley, Zach Eflin, Zach Eflin, who served as the Phillies' versatile role in the postseason, and was even a closer for many of those games or the bulk of those of his appearances in the postseason. Rich Hill, Stripling, Granky. Waka, Heaney, and Cindergaard. Of course, Mr. Rodon, Mr. Kershaw. Kershaw, in fact, is close and nearing a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers as per the classics on Twitter. He's looking to head back to LA for another year. Kershaw, 35 years of age. Then we got Mr. DeGrom. Where's DeGrom going to go? Mets? Is he heading to the west? Will he head central? Matt? Where are we looking at? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I think I'll say it now. Jacob DeGrom is going to sign the largest contract ever for a starting pitcher in terms of average annual value. Average annual value. That's when talking $43, $44 million with the Texas Rangers. This is a team they spent big last winter. They added the pass. They just brought in Bruce Bochy. They're bringing in the bright guys. They're bringing in experienced guys. They want to make that leap. And listen. Are there risks with DeGrom? Yes. His elbow, the shoulder, those are terrifying signs for a guy in his mid-30s. And when his, he's clearly not going to throw with diminished velocity, he's just going to keep pumping 102 miles per hour. But the upside, genuinely, this sounds like hyperbole, hyperbole. He might be the most talented pitcher in baseball we've seen in decades and decades. 
the number of seat posts were a sub 1.5 ERA almost feels normal for him. He's just so dominant when healthy. And listen, maybe you miss him for a few starts. Maybe things go up completely. But if you're the Texas Rangers, that is precisely who you want at the front of your rotation. You bring back Martin Perez, and you can feel a lot better about your pitching staff going into 2023. And as we've seen, the Texas Rangers are spenders this coming offseason. They're tied with all the big free agents. As you mentioned, DeGrom, they're tied with DeGrom. They got Seager. They got Simeon last year. That didn't pan out as they had presumed. But things are looking good for the Texas organization there. They have some young guys there. They called up Josh Young. Have a few other promising guys. Jonah Heim back there at catcher. He's a stud back there. But now that we've covered free agency, and as we've discussed, there is a ton at stake right now. By next week, we're going to have some clarity. There's going to be some moves made over the next week or so. There is a ton of buzz and a lot of talks between owners, between these big free agents and their representatives, and I'm just excited to see what we have next week. And our next topic is going to be the one and only defending champs in 2023, the winner of the 2022 and the best team in baseball as of this moment, the Houston Astros. Are they a dynasty? We know the scandal that transpired in 2017-2018. The repercussions that were given to them after, and their punishment weren't as severe as the fans had hoped. They were stripped of draft picks, and they were fined. Cora left, but their lineup remained. And their lineup is looking to be the same as it was and the same form as it was in 2022. They don't have too many free agents. Aside from their ace, obviously, JV is heading out if the Astros can't bring it back. Brantley, Smith, Will Smith, Mancini, Guriel, Vasquez, Elemnius Diaz. And out of the pitching staff, we just have Montero, Smith, and Verlander. But other than that, Breggy staying, Altuve staying, Jordan. They're going to have to look for a new catcher, Vasquez, and... Vasquez is gone. But other than that, the lineup is the same. But Matt, do we think the Astros are going to be dynasty for the next four years? Are they going to be that team that beats everybody and that everybody fears? Yeah, you know, I would say with the Astros, that's the thing, right? 
people, obviously we all understand why baseball fans hate the Astros. The cheating scandal, they went, listen, did the Yankees do it too? Did the Red Sox do it? Yes, but the Astros went above and beyond to egregious levels with it. But at the same time, I think when we look at some of the greatest dynasties we've had in our history, obviously at the Yankees, but it's been a long time for them, but their best one was the dynasty. I think the Giants winning three World Series titles in a six-year span. Well, listen, there might not have been playoff appearances in between. That's a dynasty. And you know, another thing, team that's referred to as the dynasty is the success the Dodgers had in the past decade plus, which, listen, did they only get one World Series out of it? Yeah, but they were just so friendly dominant. Whether it was going to NLCS, World Series, just dominating the regular season. And I think we have to view the Houston Astros in that same company because since 2015, they have the second best record in baseball. They've gone to the World Series now repeatedly. And if you want to find, you want to take out that 2017 World Series title, fine. But what comes, what this comes down to is they did win it legitimately this year. They beat a Phillies team that was just insanely hot. And whether you want to say it was that the best team in baseball, maybe not. But the Phillies were the best team when they needed to be. Until they faced the Houston Astros, who from start to finish were the best team in baseball. And so I think when we look back on it, yes, we have to view the Houston Astros as a dynasty, especially because they did such a great job replacing talent. Correa leaves, you bring in Jeremy Pena. George Springer leaves, you have other guys step up. And just time and time again, they had guys step up from the farm system, and it led to their World Series title when they well-earned, and yeah, we'll forever see the Houston Astros as one of the baseball's dynasties, even if it only only resulted in one legitimate World Series title and then a second how-you-want-to-view-it trophy. You know what's funny to me? When a team wins a World Series, it's only... It's kind of expected that the owner would re-sign their general manager. But Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, has not affirmed James Click as the GM for 2023. It kind of surprises me that when a team reaches the ultimate goal of obtaining a world championship and the World Series, that you don't. And, the, the, and as of now, there is an optimism. And I'm not sure that Click will be back next season. He's working under no contract right now. And Crane has not officially and verbally stated that he will bring back Mr. Click. They did extend Dusty Baker to one-year deal. Who doesn't love Dusty? What is first... World Series as a manager, and he won since the 1980s. First time, and he won as a player in the 1980s, and the first time winning as a manager, has managed has managed for quite some time, and it was only inevitable for him to win a World Series as a manager. I'm excited for him, but the Astros... I think just to elaborate on this a little more, they 
personally, I think they are going to be that dynasty that we see for the next few years. They do have that perennial talent. I'm excited for that pitching staff, for that young lineup. Those young guys, Jeremy Pena, Jordan, they're going to be absolute stars. Altuve, if he can keep up what he's doing. Their pitching staff is a fear factor. And they are just dominant. And there's nothing better that you will see from a pitching staff. They have everything you can imagine aside from that lefty, which they do have. Framber, but other than that, they stack up their, their righties. They all throw hard. They all throw nasty stuff. One in particular, Hunter Brown, the up-and-coming and the emerging right-handed starter who throws hard. And he has some nasty stuff to offer, and he is ready to make an impact the MLB, as we've seen from his regular season performance. He didn't appear too much in the postseason. The Astros kind of veered toward their bullpen guys instead of employing their starters and using Hunter Brown. I don't think he he didn't pitch more than two or three innings. But that's what we're going to see from Houston over the next four years. We're going to see dominance. We're going to see that contribution and that consistency from the lineup. And they're definitely going to be contenders. And they're definitely a team to be considered as a threat. Yeah, and you know what? The one thing I would say just about friends in general, which I'm just very excited because you now it's going back to it, but the thing I'm most excited about is just because listen, it's gonna this is a top heavy free agency outside of starting pitching market. But I'm just so so excited because listen, we are going to see big moves and like things like NBA free agency where it just all happens at once. It's going to be spread out. So, you know, we're going to be carried through November. We're going to get to move in December with the winter meetings. There will be trades. And it's going to be a very fun offseason that I just can't wait for. By next Wednesday, by next Thursday, whenever we produce the next episode, we will have a lot to discuss. There's going to be a ton of free agent signings. Judge and Turner, JV, they will definitely be the last of them to be signed. Teams will throw offers from right and left and right. Judge, all of these big free agents will be the subject of talks and a conversation for the next few weeks. And when we wrap up free agency, things will kind of shape into form and we'll kind of get a sense and a feel of what teams will look like this year. Who will be the contenders? Will the Mariners go farther than they did this year? Will the Astros repeat? Can the Yankees finally win that World Series, which they've been 
aspiring to since 2009. How will the Blue Jays respond? Can their young lineup finally piece it together and bring it home? Matt, that has been a pleasure as always, and we will see you guys next week.